Hello and welcome to another episode of NFL Feeling It. My name is Jimmy Dean, I'll be your host and I'll be taking you through all of the tips, thoughts and predictions for week 8 of the 2022 NFL season. Week 8 is upon us, but first let's go back and have a look at week 7 and uh, how some of my things went last week, shall we? Hmm, 14 games, I ended up getting 7 out of 14. There were a couple of huge upsets during the round. Nobody thought the Bears would smack the Patriots like they did. Certainly nobody thought the Commanders would take care of the Packers. And then the Carolina Panthers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there's three huge upsets on their own. Uh, I did get the lock, though. I, for one, thought the Chiefs were going to smack around the 49ers. In fact, my margin of 43 to 24 looks pretty good against the final margin of 44 to 23. So uh, tip of the cap to myself there. So I'm not doing too bad, um, if I do say so myself. Got um, just the Chiefs and the Chargers taking the bye week this week. And we've got some good games. Got another upset. Got another lock. And, of course, another game of the week. Let's get stuck into it with our first game. We're looking at the Baltimore Ravens heading to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers for our first game, the Friday morning game slash Thursday evening, if you're listening in the States. Um, the Ravens took care of the Cleveland Browns last week. Um, they had, did have another double-digit lead that, you know, against possibly another team they might have surrendered that, but the Browns just um, make too many mistakes. They are their own worst enemy at times. So the Ravens took care of business there. The Buccaneers, on the other hand, they are just a shambles. They're completely lost, whether it's the... Uh, offense, Mike Evans dropping absolute sitters. Um, <laughs> I still shake my head at that play. Um, that, that sort of just set the tone for the whole game. Tom Brady just could do nothing else there uh, to bring his teammates to victory. Only three points against Carolina. Uh, I think they will improve eventually down the track. They will get better. They'll, they'll click into gear, but certainly not this week against the far superior Ravens. Look, if they put up three points against Carolina, who just fired their coach, who just traded Christian McCaffrey, who are themselves a bit of a shambles, then they stand no chance against the Ravens. I've got Baltimore winning 26 to the Buccaneers, 10. Let's travel to the UK once again with the Denver Broncos. Play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um... I, for one, am not super pleased that the Broncos are getting another big headline type game in another country of all places. Give me a break with this team. Um, will it be Brett Rippin or um, Russell Wilson behind center? Will it matter? They only put up um, nine points last week, 16 points the week before that, nine before that. They can't really do anything. Their defense is holding it together, but for how long? before they just become so deflated by the offense that they start to throw it in and think, well, I've got to start looking after myself as well. This season is a loss. There's been word out there that they might even trade Chubb um, if they lose this game, or they might fire their coach if they lose against Jacksonville. So stay tuned. At least it's interesting. You know, if their football's not, then the behind-the-scenes stuff certainly is. The Jags, they certainly love the Jags in the UK. They sort of wanted to adopt them, it feels like. So um, I'm expecting them to perform big. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just needs to hold on to the ball, just needs to stop fumbling, stop throwing picks, stop um, all the mistakes, all the silly stuff. 
I've watched a few Jags games this year, and I feel like I still don't know what their style is and what they're trying to do. Uh, they'll get it. They'll get the job done here, of course, on the big stage. It'll be 31 to the Broncos 13, and then we'll see how they go back in the states next week. Let's travel back to the NFC South, where the Atlanta Falcons host the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it'll be a weird game, I think. You, you, depending on form, you don't really know who to get behind. If you were looking at the first six weeks of the year, surely the Falcons are your favourite. But then if you look at last week, you think, well, Carolina can put up that sort of a fight when back into a corner. Will they do it again? Can they repeat with maybe PJ Walker behind centre again? Mm, we'll see. Marcus Mariota has been under pressure the last few weeks. Their last three games have been against the Buccaneers, the 49ers and the Bengals. So, I mean, there's some pretty... Um, Pretty big opponents, even though Tampa Bay haven't been that great. They still have a really solid defense. Um, they can still put up the points, the Falcons. It just needs to be first. They need to start throwing the ball if they fall behind instead of running it so much in the second half like they did last week. So get up to a big lead against these Panthers, and then you can run the rock. I think they'll get it done against Carolina. I've got them winning 24 to the Panthers, 13. Traveling down to Texas for the next game. The Dallas Cowboys host the Chicago Bears, hot off the heels of smacking around Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and whoever else was around in New England. Um, Justin Fields and the crew just took them by surprise. It was a really interesting game. Um, borderline game of the week stuff, if you're a Bears fan. Um, they traded Robert Quinn this week to the Eagles, which is a bit of a defensive blow for them. But they did look brilliant last week. They have looked fairly good this year. Um, the Cowboys, on the other hand, Ezekiel Elliott has been ruled out of the running game, leaving most of that to Tony Pollard. And that's okay, but they are a good one-two punch here. So putting it all on Pollard's shoulders, will they start to fatigue in the second half? We will see. Dak Prescott is back again. They didn't look dominant against the Lions last week, these Cowboys. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not 100% sold on Dallas like uh, a lot of people seem to be. They're certainly not the fourth best team in the league, um, as on the, the power rankings you can see here. Yes, the competition is a little bit lackluster, but I just don't see the Cowboys being that good. Good defense, but um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not feeling it. But I am feeling a Bears upset victory. Yeah, that's right, you heard it. The Bears are going to beat the Cowboys in their own building, AT&T Stadium, 27 to 20. Lock it in. Let's go to Detroit, where the Lions are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Lions still have no answers. <sighs> Does the answer lie in a new quarterback? After Jared Goff gave away four turnovers last week. It was incredible. I think the whole team had like seven turnovers with interceptions, fumbles. You name it, they lost it. Um, they'll have to get in quick before the trade deadline for a new QB, or at least try something different. There was a big, uncharacteristic fumble near the goal line from Jamal Williams. Um, that doesn't usually happen, of course. So um, against Dallas, it just did not work out. But yeah, they were still in the game in the in the third quarter. So you never know. I think they'll continue to struggle. But the Dolphins, they're, they're not exactly looking that hot now, are they? Two is back. Tua was back last week, and if you expected fireworks, you were met with a bit of a, a soggy, wet fart instead. They didn't light up the scoreboard, 16 points, and he's still putting his body on the line, which you could think, yeah, cool, good on him, but 
after coming back from two concussions, look after yourself, mate. Learn how to slide. Um, I think it'll be a low-scoring game with a, a last-minute field goal deciding the winner in a heartbreaker for the Lions. Dolphins will win 19-16. to 16. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Minnesota to play the well-freshly-rested Vikings. Um, they're going to come back as kings in the north, well and truly, by a couple of games. And they like it up there, so they're going to try and keep it going. Now, the Cardinals, it looks like there's a little bit of trouble in the love nest between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, yelling at each other. It's really not a good look to be yelled at by a quarterback if you're the coach. Um, but what's he going to do? Bench him? Of course not. He doesn't have the stones. There is a mid-season hard knocks season coming up about the Arizona Cardinals, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, if only they would have captured that before. Uh, be good to see the backstage during that game. They had two pick sixes last week, so the offense didn't go nuts. Um, so it's more, it was more the defense against the Saints, and they just crumbled in the last <laughs> two minutes of, of the first half. There'll be more questions if they lose, but I'm expecting the Vikings to keep on rolling. Uh, the Vikings will win 31-17. to I'm even expecting Cousins to have a quarterback rushing touchdown and hit the gritty. Cannot wait to see that. Speaking of the New Orleans Saints, who lost last week against the Cardinals, they're going to be hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, who made short work of the Houston Texans last week in a must-win, get-right game. Uh, they're seeming to find their feet. The Raiders haven't looked bad all year. They've just been losing by less than a, a touchdown every single game. So a few of those games go their way, and they're right back in it. Both of these teams have only won two games, which is sort of unbelievable where, where they've been uh, in the past few years. I keep tipping the Saints, and it, it, it always comes back to bite me on the bum. I'm not going to do it anymore, I think. Um, last week might have been the last time, unless they can start to do something on offense and prove that they're worth tipping. Forget about it. Their defense has been really poor, considering who they've got on um, on their roster. Their offense seems lost. Uh, I think the Raiders have just get some big plays done under this underwhelming Saints defense. They'll get the job done, the Raiders, 33-24 to 24 in the Big Easy. We've got a really interesting AFC East matchup next where the New York Jets host the New England Patriots. Um, this game could go go one of two ways. I mean, after their embarrassing loss last week, the Patriots are looking to come back strong, and Bill Belichick certainly knows how to beat the Jets. He's got a commanding uh, win-loss record over them over the years. Um, he wants to come in hard and fast and do his job, but um, it might not be so easy against these New York baby Jets um, Zach Wilson must have a big game in order for that to happen because Brees Hall is out for the year, sadly. Hell of a player, really good energy, but he's gone. They brought in James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they want him to just slip right in and, and do his job. So I'm expecting him to get a, get a lot of the ball, possibly even a touchdown or two in the red zone. Uh, the defense is young and exciting. It's looking good. The Patriots... Um, after their quarterback controversy last week, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, who is it? They've gone with Mac Jones for the game. So unless something um, untoward happens, expect Jones to play the whole game. In fact, 
it uh, might even be entertaining. I've got a feeling that the Jets will be winning. And in the fourth quarter, the Jets fans might even be chanting zappy, 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 just to rub it in old Bill's face. I've got the Jets winning 21 to the Patriots 14. Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steagles ride again. Look it up. Um, the Eagles coming off a, a bye. They've picked up Robert Quinn from the Bears. They just keep adding more weapons to an already stellar cast on this roster. And yet, while they're quietly getting the job done, it still seems like they're underdogs in the league. Everyone's still talking about the Bills and the Chiefs, rightly so. And then the Eagles. They're always sort of number three on the list, even though they haven't lost a game. I think people are just sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop so they can say, yeah, see, we told you, it's all about the Bills. And they sort of think like whoever wins out of the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game will win the Super Bowl. But I think the Eagles like that sort of talk. I like. I think they like the underdog tag. Um, in 2017, half their team was wearing dog masks, for crying out loud. So I think they're going to bring that back. Um, they're going to wear it and enjoy it. The Steelers, I'm sort of sensing another blowout here, sadly, um, from Pickett to Pickens and throwing picks. That's what it's all about here. He's, he's just getting too many interceptions. Mark Tomlin came out and said that it's good. He's just trying to win. He's trying to do his thing, and he's learning on the way. They desperately need TJ Watt to give him some sort of hope and defense, but um, the offense is still sort of struggling. Whispers of um, Chase Claypool being traded, but we'll see. I think Mark Toblin's starting to come to the realization that this will be his first losing season, and it's just he's coming to grips with it. I've got the Eagles winning big 38-18 to 18 in this game. The Houston Texans host the Tennessee Titans this week. Um, it always seems like there's an AFC South divisional game on, like twice a week. Um, all they do seem to play each other, these teams. The Titans... Um, I'm tipping Derrick Henry to put up 100-plus yards in this game again. He's just on a roll. He knows what he's doing. They know how to use him. Mike Vrabel certainly relies on the run game, rightly so, because Ryan Tannehill, he's still getting the job done. He's certainly not being talked up as he was a few years ago, but I'm expecting him to have a rushing touchdown as well and have his little finger roll layup celebration. I like that. The Texans, I have to admit, I don't know much about this team at all. I, don't, I feel like I know nothing about this team. Aside from Damian Pierce, what do they do? Why Why should we watch them? Um, I don't know. It seems like a rebuilding year. They're still just finding themselves out. And in the meantime, they have to just lose to most of the teams in the league. I've got the Titans winning 21-17. to 17. The Washington Commanders travel to Indianapolis to play the Colts in a bit of a quarterback carousel sort of stuff. We've got Taylor Heineke starting for the Commanders after Carson Wentz has fractured his finger. He'll be in for another three weeks at least. Uh, fresh off de defeating the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers and the crew just couldn't get it done against the Commanders. Interesting. Um, big thanks to Terry McLaurin, who is absolute superstar wide receiver. So that's a handy toy to play with there if you're Taylor Heineke. On the other side of the ball, the Colts. They've only had a couple of good moments this year. A big win against the Jags a couple weeks ago and a shock win against the Chiefs. And that hasn't been enough for Jim Irsay, Frank Reich, and the leadership down at Indianapolis. They've pulled the plug on Matt Ryan after only seven weeks. A bit of an embarrassing realization there that he's not getting the job done. So they haven't gone with Nick Foles 
your Super Bowl hero for the Philly Eagles. Instead, they've gone with the young Sam Ellinger uh, just to see what he can do behind centre. I don't know. Why would you go against Foles? Why is he not starting for at least three teams this year? An absolute superstar there. So we'll see. The Indianapolis Colts are starting a new era, comfortably in rebuild phase, you would think, which has just pretty much handed Tennessee Titans the division there. Um, interesting. I think uh, the Commanders will probably get it done, and they'll win three in a row, believe it or not. Um, NFC East, wowee. So the Commanders will be up 23-17 to 17 and give more heartache to the Colts fans. Okay, here it is again. The San Francisco 49ers play the LA Rams for the second time this year. The Niners, of course, beat the Rams in the first uh, outing in week four. I didn't tip that, but uh, hey, we all learn from our mistakes. This time, i got a feeling that the Niners are going to win. Let me tell you why. Christian McCaffrey. Okay, the Rams have had to buy an extra week to prepare for the San Francisco 49ers, a team that has always been their bogey team for the past few years. Um, they, haven't been, they haven't been able to watch enough of McCaffrey on the 49ers to plan for him as well. They can beat the Rams without him. So how are they going to do it um, when he's now on the side? Even with their crippled defense, I think the 49ers will still get two picks off of Matthew Stafford because that's just the type of guy he is. On paper, the Niners lose this game. The Rams seem to have a more talented side, um, but recent history obviously tells otherwise. Anyone would have lost last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. The 49ers, yes, they got smacked, but they were coming up uh, against a, a bulldozer of a team. Shanahan knows how to outcoach McVay. He'll do it again this week, and it'll be even sweeter. It'll be 26-16 Niners victory. And you know what? I'm feeling that confident. Let's go ahead and lock this game up. That's my lock for the week. Here we go, Niners over Rams. So there's my lock, and here's my game of the week. The New York Giants playing the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. Never would have thought that at the start of the season. Did not expect both of these teams to be as exciting as they are. But here we are in week eight, game of the week. Um, the Seahawks, their offense has been firing, we know that, but they've been leaking too many points. However, their defense has just started to show up. They've got a good, uh, young, exciting defense. And add that to this Geno Smith-led offense, and you got fireworks, baby. you got fireworks. Walker at running back is looking good. The New York Giants are looking great as well under Brian Dayball, new head coach. Uh, Daniel Jones hasn't been the best quarterback in the league. Um, but they've had Saquon Barkley. But I just feel like in this game, Saquon will have to shoulder too much of the load and it might fall to pieces. It almost did last week um, against the Jags and they were just lucky to hold on there. They won't be so lucky this week against Geno Smith and the Seahawks. They're going to go down 34-26 to 26 in Seattle. Grunge Town, USA. Let's go to Buffalo, where the Bills host Green Bay Packers. The Packers, of course, who came off a terrible, disheartening win against the Washington Commanders, could not muster anything in the final drive, and they let uh, the defense let McLaurin uh, grab that outstanding catch over J.R. Alexander, of all people, and just seal the win. Not quite good enough, and not what they expect in Green Bay as well. The people of Lambeau don't see those sorts of losses um, too often. 
in Buffalo, they've seen those sorts of losses too often in the past decade or so. But they're, they've turned a corner. They're coming off the bye. They've got their homing missiles on. They are ready to seek and destroy. I think this will be a bit of a blowout, to be honest. The Bills have got fresh legs. The Packers have problems. You thought the Cardinals had uh, trouble, trouble in the love nest. Look at Rogers and Matt LaFleur. They're starting to get to each other. Who's in charge? What can I do? What am I allowed to do? I don't want to piss anyone off, but it's happening. The Bills are going to win this comfortably 37-13. to 13. Okay, our final game of the week. Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. AFC North matchup. Heated division rivals going at it. Uh, the Bengals, Joey B is firing now. Burrows has got three huge weapons. Uh, Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, not to mention Joe Mixon at running back. Far out. Um, as long as they can protect Joe Burrow, they are going to be fine. Um, head coach came out and said, oh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, came out this week and said, see, I told you just to relax. He knew what he was doing. When Burrow gets the time to be protected and the O-line helps him out, this is the sort of team that you see. The Browns, on the other hand, uh, their secondary will get a hammering. They just need to keep running the ball. Uh, Kareem Hunt has sort of gone MIA. It's all landing on Chubb, um, and it's just not enough. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has done what he can, but that's sort of who he is and, and no more. So uh, you think maybe when Deshaun Watson regrettably comes in to the year and plays this year, they might improve. I sort of personally hope not, showing my bias here. So I'm thinking the Bengals are going to smack the Browns here. 44-17. to 17. So there we have it, week eight in the books. You heard it here first, folks. We've got the lock of the Niners over the Rams. Could have really locked up a couple of games here. Um, very confident about the Bills over the Packers, but that just seems unfair to lock that. I figure if you're going to play the game, why not play hard and go with the NFC West rivals. Game of the week, Giants, Seahawks. But of course, the Cardinals-Vikings should be interesting. And if the Browns can get some points up, um, them versus the Bengals should be good, but you never know. It's been a funny year so far. There's been upsets galore. Uh, there's been high scoring, low scoring, no scoring. So I'm expecting more of the same. My name's been Jimmy Dean, and I really thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you join me again next week here on NFL Feeling It. Until then, game on.